Baby, I'm Vina. Help, your brain love really needs to be felt. Serve me on, don't make me feel on myself. Brain food, brain sleep, neurology health. Brain love on me. Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina. Are you ready to take the couch? Okay, guys, tonight we're talking about dating. We're we're in February and this is the month of sweethearts and love and you know, sometimes people break up um, at random times of the year, but there are times when folks break up right before Thanksgiving, so they don't have to go to Thanksgiving with the person who's no longer their boo, who they no longer appreciate. Then there are those people who break up before Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and all of those things because they don't want to end the year with their current boo, so they want to break up. And then there's the folks who break up either at the end of the year or early January or in January, so they're not stuck with the same person when Valentine's Day approaches in February. I got to tell you, the way to avoid the drama is just not to believe in these man-made holidays, man. There's certain holidays we all love to celebrate and spend time with family, but certain things like Valentine's Day is very overrated. But, you know, that's just my opinion, but it's overrated. So tonight I have some ladies on the couch with me. Um, I have, I don't know, two, three, four women, different ages. Um, some came in a little late, some came on early and had to leave. And But we had a very dynamic conversation about dating. The youngest woman is in her 20s. I believe she's 28. And the oldest woman is 53. So we touched on a lot of things. Dating can be challenging for many reasons. Nearly half of Americans think dating is harder now than it was 10 years ago. Some reasons include um, more physical and emotional risk, advances in technology, it's harder to meet people, the shifting societal expectations. Dating dating opens even the most well-adjusted to uncertainty and vulnerability. And imagine, at a time now when folks are um, fluid when it comes to gender as well as sexuality, I'm sure that adds some challenges to dating, right? Because you may be meeting someone who has XY chromosomes or XY DNA, and they look like a woman. And if you don't ask the proper way, you could be considered uh, shaming someone for their gender. So there's a lot of things that folks have to consider these days, these days that we didn't have to consider previously. Um, you and your you and your friends, listeners, you may have exchanged plenty of dating horror stories. Um, it's a minefield out there. This is true. But then there is also the fact that you can have a good time dating. Eventually, you'll find someone that you connect with, and perhaps there'll be more than just a casual date. They will become much more to you. So this episode is about not giving up on dating and just sort of throwing some gems at you, just dropping some some knowledge so you guys can be better prepared in this in the world of dating. So it is true, finding an authentic connection is tough. Modern dating is normalizing behavior that impacts romance and love. Dating and relationship experiences can be a complete roller coaster. Um, and there are some big issues with modern dating. People are feeling the pressure and they feel harassed at times. One survey found that 57% of women and 35% of men have experienced some kind of harassment when dating. 
The increasing focus on harassing behavior has various effects. It can make folks feel weary about dating and turned off. And it can also make it difficult to know how to interact with someone. And don't forget, we came out of a pandemic. So there's that pandemic dating. There were several lockdowns and social restrictions. And now the world is looking for bigger and better and I guess more interactive days. So finding the perfect partner has never been easy, um, but finding a, a partner during the pandemic was different. So I don't know. How many people who found their significant other during the pandemic are still with their significant other? Just the other day on Facebook, um, an associate posted that he is in, engaged to the woman he began dating during the pandemic. So the pandemic did work for some people. It didn't necessarily change the way people dated, but it did have an impact. Um, it could have added to the experience. Um, you're more aware of a person's medical considerations. You know if someone buys into conspiracy theories um, and also the political agendas. You were able to uh, have talks and discussions and chats about these political agendas during the pandemic. Um, there's a lower sense of comfort with exposure. Um, and this can actually represent the feelings of more introverted individuals. So um, there was a survey and match and uh, their single in America survey that looked at the latest dating trends. And so match has been around for 11 years. The survey found that 74% of singles said that the pandemic did not affect their dating life in a negative way. Mm. So. That's interesting because the pandemic actually created a lot of Zoom dating, video dating, and socially distanced meetups. But even with those things, dating continued. So what has changed? A huge difference is that only 78% of singles want someone physically attractive compared to 90% in 2020. So the pandemic has convinced us we have to look way deeper into a person's soul and not just consider that superficial, those outward appearances. Over 80% of singles want someone who's emotionally mature, accepting of differences and comfortable with their sexuality. Hmm. The intention behind dating appears to be clearer than it once was before. Hmm. The only time will tell if the pandemic has had a lasting effect on dating. One of the other things that can be an issue with modern dating is knowing what you want. At the end of a date, a lot of us are optimistic, but sometimes you don't hear back for days. So you find yourself thinking, why is dating harder now? Is it just you or is it everyone on the journey? And I think it's most people on the journey. The reality is that you are not alone. Nearly half of Americans say that dating is harder than it was 10 years ago. And so I mentioned at the beginning, some of the reasons are um, it's dating is more impersonal. There's that increased risk. There's the technology. So things are a lot more complicated. Um, so don't give up, you know, and don't expect instant results. So if you don't hear from that person within 24 to 48 hours, I mentioned, you'll hear me mention during this interview that we have to date multiple people because if you're not focused on this one person, you won't care that it took them a week to call you back after that first date. So when you date someone new, it can feel like many people are not 100% clear about their intentions. And that's probably most people you're going to meet. 
Flirting can be fun. For some people, they like to date. Some guys have the money. They like to wine and dine different chicks, and that's just what they do. And they may be looking to see, okay, who do I want to settle down with for the next four to six months or for the next year? So, you know, and sometimes things can start out one way and end another way. It can feel like the relationship is moving forward only to find out the person isn't looking for anything serious after three dates. So take your time, be patient, stay in the moment, have fun, don't have expectations, and don't be afraid of using dating apps. There are 44.2 million online dating users in the United States, okay? Apps can be good and they can be bad. You'll hear one of the ladies who joined me on the couch tonight, she mentioned that she recently got on the app. She is a 53-year-old. Modern dating has come down to apps. Apps mean you have the illusion of options. Options mean you're less likely to find good because you're in search of great, and that can be a problem too. But you have to weed through a lot of bad folks in the process of doing that. Research from a Stanford sociologist shows that most matchmaking occurs through algorithms and not friends and family. This is what happens in the dating app. So people rely on dating apps to find potential partners and the stigma surrounding online dating is much lower and in some cases non-existent. It has become normalized since the pandemic. It's almost entirely possible to find someone not through a dating app online dating feels at the core of modern dating so while it's entirely possible to find someone not through a dating app online dating feels at the core of modern dating so don't roll out these dating apps and then there's that one other consideration with dating ghosting in today's society ghosting is practically practically normalized behavior ghosting occurs when a person abruptly stops stops all forms of communication for no apparent reason if you reach out they ignore you um, there's no attempt to rekindle the conversation ghosting is basically a rejection without a sense of closure and oftentimes people have issues with this look just move on you have no idea what actually happened. This person was probably in another relationship and was just trying to have some fun, unfortunately, for you. So how do you cope with ghosting without detaching yourself from future interest? You have to see the ghosting as one situation and separate from all others. You can reframe the situation. Um, you can look at it as the person who ghosted you were too afraid or too rude to address whatever feelings of discomfort or too ashamed to be honest about their situation. They probably told you they weren't married or weren't in a relationship, but they really were. You don't want to be with that person anyway if they didn't have the fortitude to talk to you. So let go of it. If they ghost it, move on to the next one. Don't waste time. Don't waste your emotional energy and your time on thinking about the person who ghosted you. It may feel hurtful, but remember, you don't want that person in your life. One survey and, uh, about ghosting and dating and millennials found out the same main reasons for ghosting someone include avoiding a confrontation, someone not living up to their dating profile, avoiding a clingy or needy match, and the lack of chemistry. Just some people don't know how to communicate, and that's one of the things that ends relationships. And you'll hear us mention that on the couch as we're talking about dating. So, hey, let's jump into this episode. There will be a follow-up, a part two, the do's and the don'ts about dating. 
oh, there's a lot to this, guys. But remember, don't make it out to be more than what it is. This should be a fun time. You should have a good time dating and getting to know people. And I just want you to be a little more wiser and smarter and more insightful as you're out here getting to know people and you're dating. Hey, hey guys. Hi. How are you? I'm well. How are you? you it's sunday night and so yes it's time for another episode of the brain love podcast listeners i told you tonight we're talking about dating and i have some young ladies coming on to discuss dating with us uh so we are going to try and see if we can tease out or at least begin to talk about our process process what are some of the challenges with dating and i have women representing different ages so everyone probably knows I'm in my late 40s, but we also have um, someone in her late 20s, someone in her early 50s, and a couple of other women who will be joining the chat who are in between. So welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. It's good to be Hi, here. Yes, it's good to be here. All right. So let's just dive right in. Are men, well, okay, first of all, we have a 20-something-year-old now, <clears throat> along with a early 50s and along with my late 40s. So there's a little bit of range. We're missing someone in their 30s. But let's start with Olivia. You're in your, your late 20s, correct? Yes, I'm 28. Okay, what's dating like for you? I mean, okay, so I have a boyfriend um, of about four years now. So dating is good. I I feel like I enjoyed my time. I played the field a little bit beforehand. Um, before this man, I just came out of a relationship, had an in-between guy, and then I found my man. So I'm secure and happy. So dating has been good. I'm actually really positive about it. I haven't had that many positive stories along the way, but definitely came, gave it a positive outlook on love moving forward, for sure. Okay. Okay. So what's the in-between guy? What is that? Okay. So my rule about um, dating or especially going through like a heartbreak, something's rough, like the relationship ended poorly. It just wasn't good. You should always have an in-between man just to kind of reset, um, I would definitely recommend somebody that you're intimate with just because I feel like the way to get over is to get under. That's just my way of seeing, <laughs> seeing it. Um, I feel like you need a reset of emotions and sexual tension um, and try new things in between, kind of like bucket list it a little bit in between the next serious thing. You never know when your next opportunity to have fun is or when the last one is. Um, so I always kind of do that. But you do, you do know when it will be if you are controlling the scenario. Um, okay, so I heard you say uh, to the, to Victoria. Victoria's in her early fifties. What do you think about what Olivia just said, Victoria? Okay, I guess she's not hearing us right now. Okay, Olivia, so you're saying you had an in-between guy, so this was someone, it sounds like, who was fulfilling your your needs, your intimate needs, your intimacy needs. 
Yeah, I mean, he it wasn't, you know, specifically for that. Um, it was just like a friend to keep you company in the meantime. Like, I, I mean, to be transparent, the last person I had, I felt like wasn't being honest with me. He was cheating on me. I found out in a weird way. Not that big a deal. Cool. Like, we move on. We move forward. So I just felt like whenever I don't have somebody to pick up the phone in that situation, when I felt like things were rocky and off, I'm going to find somebody to pick up the phone. I'm not going to sit here and cry all day. That doesn't do me any good. Um, so I feel like I just need, I mean, I do a lot of like self-reflecting and self-care. Like that's not saying that's out of the question, but um, if I need my needs met, I'm going to get them met. I don't have a problem with that. Okay, so this this in between guy was like a distraction from one relationship to the next relationship. Yeah, you no, know he was an in between guy, just a distraction. You weren't serious about him. Um, I think we both were. I set the standard early, but I think when um I met him earlier in life, and then we kind of both had a relationship after we met. And then we got out of a relationship and then that's kind of how it happened. So there was always kind of a tension there. Um, but I set the standard early. We kind of just let each other know that this is not forever. We'll probably move on to other people, but it is what it is. And it was fun. Uh, okay. So to help you get over the breakup, it sounds like you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, when you're breaking up, moving from one relationship to the next, do you always have an in-between or do you give yourself at times times to be alone or uh, time when you're not in a relationship or when you're not with a guy? I, I think I will say every single stage or every different relationship, I, I dealt with it differently. And I'm kind of glad that I did because I used to grieve hard. Um, oftentimes I would intertwine that relationship into my friendships. We would share friendships. I was very open um, and it made me very vulnerable in spaces and I often had to reset. So I used to be very hard about it, like crying on the kitchen floor type of stuff. And then eventually as time went on and as relationships kept happening after I realized like cheating is not the worst thing somebody can do to you and that there are other men and you will always find another man that, I mean, in my experience, I feel like it's always better. The next one is always better than the last. I feel like that kind of clicked and it was easier to move forward, but I do spend time by myself to make sure that I can, you know, grieve, get it out, reflect, um, think about things that I could do differently to heal from it. And then we move, we move forward. One thing I never do though, is I never say I'm going to shut off my heart from giving love. It's what it's supposed to do. I'm not going to shut up it's natural operation so that's my rule for sure okay i'm feeling that i gotta give you a hand clap for that <clears throat> i liked everything that you said um, i also want to welcome someone else to the couch hey how are you hi how are you we're great and so i saw from your message that you're in your early 50s Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Thanks for coming on to share. You're welcome. Are you dating someone currently? No, I'm not. Um, I haven't been dating quite a while now. Um, I just recently started, um, a friend of mine just forced me to just um, download the app and put myself out there. 
So I'm giving that a try and see, but I'm not a big, um, you know, dating app type of type of girl. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. but I'm open, you know, open myself to it. So I'll see what happens. Good. I'm proud of you for taking that step and just exploring to see what may be revealed to you by taking a different approach. I think uh, some of the younger folks are probably, and I'm not going to say that. I was going to say they're more open to online dating, but there are some older people I know who are in our age range, ma'am, the late 40s, early 50s, and also some of my patients in their 70s have found love uh, with online dating. So it's possible. Anything can happen. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very open to it. I think I've I've tried one a few times and I just, it's just the selection of few. So, <laughs> so I would, um, I would delete the app and then finally, you know, my friend was like, just try it. I mean, I know a lot of people who have done, you know, um, the dating, you know, the dating app and have, you know, successfully found individuals from there. It's just mm-hmm. that, um, it's it's not I don't know. I don't know if I'm I'm just kinda like if I'm tired of just meeting the type of people that I'm meeting and I decide like, you know what, let me back off and take a break because I just don't understand why I'm meeting the type of people I'm meeting. So I just wanted to kinda like take some time and self evaluate and see, you know, <laughs> if it's me, why I'm meeting the type of people that I'm meeting. So I just decided to just, you know, um, take a break from all of that. So um, what type of people were you meeting? Um, So what I noticed is that I I meet a lot of younger men who are very attracted to me. Um, And also when I do, you know, meet someone and I give them a chance, I find out they're lying about being married and so forth. So I just got so tired of, of that and just like really just stop, you know, opening myself up to, you know, to dating really. Oh, wow. It's, I, it's like, I, I, it, they're, they're lying about, you know, being married or being in a relationship and you find out later on after you, you know, you open your heart to them and it's just, it's just the blow sometimes. Cause I'm a very open and, you know, open individual and just, you know, just like to give people, you know, chances and getting to know them. And, and it's like, when I do feel an individual, I really, I feel hard for them. So, so a lot of time when I, when I realize that it just, you know, I just fall very hard and it takes me a while to get out of that. And, and it just throw my whole focus, <laughs> mm. you know, um, out of what I'm supposed to be doing and what I want to do. And then I just came to a point, like, I just like, you know what? No, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, I think someone I really, I really liked back right before COVID, you know, we were talking and, and the person was still a lot younger than me too. It's like I'm always end up, <laughs> you know, finding these these guys who are just a lot younger than me for whatever reason. And um, how much younger than you are they? Wow. Um, 
you know, it, it's 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 quite interesting because I'm in my 50s, but it's like I want to say my personality and I, I'm more youthful. I can't relate to be being 50, in my 50s. I really can't. So mm -hmm. I think that's what attracts a lot of a lot of guys about me. It's just like my personality is not really I'm more of a youthful, you know, feel like more like I'm in my 30s than really in my 50s. Um the last guy I was I was with for two years, he was 14 years younger than me. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he yeah. was in his late 30s, it sounds like. Um not not really, because I was um no, he was in his 30s, not late 30s. He was in his 30s. That was before oh, that was, was not not yeah, the one before COVID. So gotcha. that one kind of left me really, um, that was hard. That was really hard on me. And, um, and I was grieving really, really bad after we broke up because we were actually, you know, discussed having kids together and so forth and found out he was cheating on me. And, um, and I had just had surgery um, when I found out that I couldn't have kids. So between it's like all, everything happened all at once and and that relationship kind of like really left me really torn um and that was back in 2015 mm. and um yeah so I didn't date for a while for a long time because I was grieving really bad um you know just knowing that I couldn't have kids and this person wanted kids and I was blaming myself and and it was a lot so finally I opened myself <laughs> up to dating you know back um right before COVID you know I met this guy again and we started talking and um come to find out he was lying about being married <laughs> oh, <laughs> just, wow. so I just like you know what no <laughs> oh well did you were you um could you hear when Olivia um, the 28-year-old mentioned that when she would have breakups, she used to take them really hard and she would cry. Olivia, you said you'd be on the kitchen floor crying. I know that's probably just, you know, an exaggeration just to say that it was a oh, no. very different. <laughs> <laughs> you said, oh, no. Oh, no. No, I would take it really hard. Like, I would really be... Crying. I remember coming home from college and like needing to just take a gap day to come home and cry. And like, I remember just visiting my parents' house and then being like, what is going on? Like, are you okay? I would be in literal tears. I'm a very emotional person. Back yeah. then I used to cry more um, or less frequently. So when I did get to that point, it was kind of like a rush of everything because I really put my whole heart and I put my foot yeah. in this relationship. Like I really give it um, my all. And, and one of the things that I really don't like about relationships and dating is um, this whole thing men do where it's like visibly something is wrong with them, but they're just not saying it and you're asking them to state that. And then they're just not. And then when everything kind of boils up, then you hear about everything that was kind of wrong or bothering them that they were trying to cope with. And it was one of those situations. And it's like, why did you waste my time? So I was on the kitchen floor. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the biggest, the biggest challenges in the relationship include infidelity. You both mentioned that. 
Lots of of intimacy, communication difficulties. Olivia, you just mentioned that. Coping Mm -hmm. with stress challenges. That's kind of, you just mentioned that, Olivia. Financial pressures, boundary violations, difficulty balancing individual and couple expectations. And of course, we know that breakups happen from these things. So, um, you know, there are certain ways that we can deal with relationship challenges, but we're talking about about dating and why people struggle in dating. And what I hear a lot is, um, or what I'm hearing from the both of you and also what I hear in the office at times is the misrepresentation, meeting people and you don't know if you're really meeting them or their representative. Right. Um, and so it deters people. It turns people off from wanting to date and, and, and dating should be as something should be seen as something fun to do because truly when you're in the dating stage, this is the stage of just hanging out, having fun and getting acquainted. Now, what you're getting acquainted for really depends on what you're after. If you're getting acquainted because you're looking for a serious relationship and you want to take it, you know, further then. Um, you're getting acquainted for different reasons, but if you're getting acquainted just to see if this is someone for you to hang out with, then it's, mm-hmm. it feels like less pressure. Right. Right. Okay. I, agree. I agree. And dating for just... a lot of people is stressful and it's stressful because they, they have like, I guess, dating anxiety when they start dating. And especially if you take a long break from dating Welcome. We just had another lady join us on the couch. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi. And and ma'am, what's your age, please? Uh, I don't say that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my I'm in my late 30s. Okay, good. We're waiting for a 30s person. We have Olivia, who's 28. We have, nice. um, I didn't catch your name, ma'am, but I know you're 53. And then, lady, we have you. You're in your late 30s. So we have 20s, 30s, 50s, and I'm in my 40s, my late 40s. So, okay. We're, we're there. well covered. Yes, we're well covered. So we were just talking about some of the challenges in dating and um, breaking up and going from relationship. Olivia was mentioning how Olivia, it seems like you said you just you go from one relationship to the next. The in between is the in between guy. You literally called him that, and this is how you satisfy your sexual cravings in between. And I respect mm-hmm. that. I understand it, and especially you're in your twenties, so you know. And even when you get in your thirties, you'll want to. You'll have a ravenous appetite. Lady in your thirties, are you? Do you are you sexually active? Do you like sex? Is this something? Am I making a choose in here? Very true. Yeah. So very very say, Got it. So Olivia, but you I'm know, not. That's you know, just... I'm 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 different in a way where even though I have, I love sex, obviously, like most people. But if I don't have like that trusted in between guy, then I'd rather just self-pleasure then jump into a new in-between guy while I'm waiting to meet the guy so I get lazy not lazy but I just kind of you said you get lazy you don't get lazy but you just kind of and then you went out we couldn't hear you so if you could unmute I'm not sure if you muted your mic by accident but 
it sounds like you're saying that you will utilize masturbation to help hold you down when things get rough. Correct. Is that what you heard, Correct. ladies? <laughs> yes. Yes. And to the lady and her, that's 53. Uh-oh. Oh, we lost one. But are you sexually active or do you masturbate? Um, I self-pleasure. Okay. Because I don't so believe, this- um, I'm big with, with um I don't I don't believe in, in just casual sex because mm-hmm. I'm very you know I get emotionally connected to individuals mm-hmm. so I don't you know I just I yeah I don't go there. But I at just least you acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. That's good. I like that. Yeah. You acknowledge that Basically, you could be, you could get whipped up by the D, I guess, is what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that's another way of putting it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm hearing. Oh, well, to be connected intimately, you know, intimately with individuals, like, I just like, I don't know if I was like my upbringing or how it is, I was never one that just Mm -hmm. like, you know, believe in casual sex. So it's just, mm-hmm. I was always, I'm more, I realize I'm more of a relationship type of girl. Um, I can't do casual um, dating or friends with benefits. You know, sometimes, you know, you you might end up being in one, be thinking that one, you set goals or you're expecting this person to be in that t- in certain relationship with you and it turned out to be that way and you basically have to disconnect yourself out of it because of the mm-hmm. lies that you were misled to believe it was more than what it was. But um, but I think I've I, you know, gotten older, I just come to learn, I'm like, yeah, no, I know where this is going and I disconnect myself from it. Yeah. I, yeah. So- yeah, one second. I just want to say, <laughs> when you're dating casually, it doesn't mean that sex is involved. Dating casually just That's means that too. you're, yeah. And dating allows you to get to know yourself too. And I think that's the thing that people, especially women, are missing. And I would, I guess, I would say some men too, because I've had this conversation on the couch with some guys as well. And um, one of them really wanted to throw the book at me because I mentioned casual dating. He's like, no, you should date purpose. You should date because you want some other relationship. That's a lot of pressure. And I think that's what makes dating stressful because people have these expectations. And when you have expectations, most of the time or some of the time, you are going to be disappointed. Yeah. So dating does not have to have sex involved or any intimacy. It's just creating a a friendship and creating, you know, a strong foundation. And then once you guys decide, okay, I think we're clicking here. I like her or I like him or, you know, then you can move forward and Mm -hmm. take it to the next step. There's stages to this thing. For sure. Olivia, I think you wanted to say something. And I was really just going to say you, you set the standard and that's not even, I know I mentioned like I, I set the standard with sex and just saying, okay, this is, this is not going to be a relationship. We're just having fun. We find each other attractive, but that can be with really anything. Like you can, you know, set the standard and saying like, you know, I'm, I'm not interested in having sex right now, or I'm willing to wait this amount of days. Are you cool with that? Or, you know, just having open and honest conversation 
I feel like allows you to avoid a lot of heartbreak and a lot of miscommunication. Um, I just believe in setting that tone before somebody sets it for you and then it gets confusing. So a, re a relationship psychologist, Dr. Cheryl Fraser said that dating fatigue, date, this is someone asked her, why is dating tiring? And she said, simply put, dating fatigue is a burned out emotional state in which you feel disillusioned. I think that's you, lady in your 50s, unmotivated, that's you, and yep. completely over the whole searching for the one journey. And that's what you described. That's correct. I mean, to be honest with you, if um, I'm, I'm just at a place right now, if if I don't ever date, I'm, I'm okay with myself, mm -hmm. you know, um, whether I have someone in my life or don't have someone in my life, it's like, I'm not desperately searching or looking for the one. And I'm just like, I'm okay. You know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm okay with being with me, you know, and if somebody come around great, but if somebody never come around i'm i'm still great i'm still okay and it takes and it took me a long time to be at that place mm. so yeah <laughs> mm. i want you to find someone on that that online dating you're doing because so, <laughs> i mean there's so many benefits to to dating or having a significant other or and don't get me wrong there's benefits to being on on our own too I've not always been in a relationship you know I've had times where I was casually dating or had a starting lineup and you know like a, a second string so it's um I think the biggest part of this is just being able to build friendships I agree yeah I agree right? for sure yes correct yes yeah. I definitely think your partner should be your friend for sure. That's yeah, important. So dating can be fun. Uh, to the listeners, dating does not have to be a stressful thing. And um, we've all had situations we've been in where, you know, the person may have burned us. I don't literally mean burn, ladies. I'm not talking chlamydia and gonorrhea, <laughs> but I just mean... <laughs> You know, betrayed us, betrayed us. And we found out it was something, what, what, what we thought it was, it turned out to be something different. That's probably mm -hmm. happened to a lot of women. I would say probably one and two um, have caught their man cheating or found out he was cheating or whatever. And breakups, it is hard to break up. I have a 27-year-old son, and I've been teaching him this since high school. Like, it is hard to break up. It is very, uh, it's distressing. You're mm -hmm. distraught. Mm -hmm. It hurts. But mm -hmm. we have to go through it. We have to go through it because everyone, and I would tell him this, this is going to happen because every person you date, you can't marry them. No. Right? Thank God, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You just, you can't be with everyone. So someone's going to break up with someone, whether it's you breaking up with him or he's breaking up with you. Someone is going to break up with someone. It's just a matter of when. It's funny, when I would date, um, when I, I was actively dating, I would think like, or when I was in a relationship, I would think, huh, how are we going to break up? <laughs> What's going to end? <laughs> oh my God. 
what's going to end this relationship? Will he end it or will I end it? Like, oh, that yikes. was literally what would go through my brain at times. It really would. Because you know it's going to come to an end, especially if you've already determined, oh, I can't marry. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Right? yeah definitely. So it's just a matter of time. All Correct. right. <laughs> so what are some recommendations you guys have for people out there who want to date and they're afraid to date or they haven't, they don't have any momentum in their dating life? What would you guys recommend? Um, let's start with, let's start with the lady in her 30s. I would say just have to go out there and do it. It's like writing, you just have to do it. There's no like, easy easy way into it you just have to face your fears and just do it just put yourself out there like go to places where it can happen or put yourself in situations where it can't happen you can't sit at home eating ice cream and netflix and think it's gonna happen like you just have to go out there and let it organically happen instead of putting so much pressure on like who am i gonna date is he the one is this the one should i just date him it'll it'll happen the more you put yourself out there I love that. Mm -hmm. And that really has a lot mm -hmm. to do with creating or building an active dating life. We got to. Right. So you mentioned getting out there, not staying in the house, having hobbies or developing new hobbies will help give you exposure too. Yeah. especially if it's a hobby you enjoy, then you might end up meeting somebody who enjoys the same thing, dancing, whatever, art, you know, going out. Like when your friends invite you out, it's more than just meeting with the girls. You know, sometimes we get lazy and we're like, no, I just rather stay at home. But like, you just never know who you're going to meet, where you're going to be. Like, those are the situations you just have to take advantage of and live your life. And then it'll happen. You can't force it too much. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I like it. I agree. Mm -hmm. What says you, 50s lady? <laughs> you know, um, I remember speaking to to someone and the person says, you have to foster every relationship that comes into your life. And, uh -huh. and that stuck with me. Um, meaning that regardless, you know, who comes into your life, how they come in, how long they stay and how, you know, what they come to provide. Um, each individual come into your life for a reason and you have to foster that, whether it's, it's, it's someone that was with you for a month or two years or five years or 10 years um, or three days, each relationship came in to your life for something. So that's what I want to put out there to individuals that, you know, even myself, I'm learning how to foster every relationship that comes into my life. So that's what I would, I would let um, everybody no, just foster every, every, every relationship. I like that. So be kind. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? I'm putting words in your mouth. How do you, ladies, how do you foster a relationship? That was my question. Agreed. <laughs> um, the question, the foster every relationship is just understanding that, you know, um, like you said earlier, um, doc, you're you have to be open open to you know each individual and not everybody that's gonna come into your life that you're gonna marry 
And, um, you know, at some point, you know, the person come in as a friend, you know, they're teaching you about yourself. You learn, you know, they're, you're learning about them. So fostering, you know, every relationship is just understanding that, understanding that regardless, you know, who comes into your life, they're here to give you something. You are here to give them something and just enjoy it and just not, and be open to the connection, you know, because it's just a connection. It's a connection. So whatever that connection is, appreciate it, enjoy it and let it be organically like the lady in the thirties mentioned. That's what foster every relationship means. Okay. You got it, ladies? Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Olivia, you are 28. You want to share some gems with these these ladies? We're in our 30s, 40s, and our 50s. Right. I was going to say... the same thing I tell my friends, a lot of us are going, you know, when I was dating, just going out, trying to find somebody, I really just would say like, get to know yourself and have fun. It's dating is really, really enjoyable. It's just meeting other human beings. A lot of the time we treat men like this mysterious, mystical creature. And it's really not that like a lot of um, guys are different. They have different personalities, just really get to know them. But um, one of the main things I always say is upkeep yourself. You've got to love yourself. You've got to look good. You've got to feel yourself because you're not going to present your best self if you're um, when you're talking to somebody, if you don't look good, if you don't like what you're doing. So get to know yourself. Um, and I would also recommend get comfortable speaking to men just casually. I feel like a lot of the anxiety comes with like, what do I say? How do I present myself? How do I look cute? And if you just talk to men how you would just naturally present yourself or how you would like to naturally present yourself in a relationship it becomes easier your personality is easier to absorb it's not playing a role or a character it's just your true self coming out so practice just go out and practice um and I feel like dating is a whole lot a whole lot better but it starts within and then it goes without so yeah Yeah. you know the the first thing I'll say to ladies is that Don't always wait for him to make the first move. Mm, Thank you. Yeah. Don't always wait for him to walk over to you. Don't wait for him to invite you out. You can make the first move. Now, I know some women will say, well, how do you know if he's really interested in you if you don't allow him to do it first? You can find, you can learn if a person is truly interested in you from their actions. So, yeah. Yeah, And showing him that you're interested in him is just as important to men as it is to us. And sometimes they may not make the first move because they don't know if we like them. They don't know if if they're our type. So don't be afraid of saying, hey, you look good today. I like that. And you don't even have to ask them out on a date. You could just say, I love, what, what cologne are you wearing? I love how that smells. Or I love how you look, man, you are whatever, whatever it is, or you are handsome. It could be Mm -hmm. something like that to let that person know that you receive them and that you want to share a little bit of energy with them. Um, You know, we have to fire feminine energy, but at the same time, be assertive. And I think that's the mistake women make is that they think by doing this, it makes them um, they're like a floozy or they're being easy or 
um, they're not showing self-control, but you can still be feminine and amplify that feminine energy and still be assertive. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and make dating fun. Your mindset is the key to everything. So like someone was just saying, take your time to get to know the person, be in the moment. Don't put a lot of pressure. Like, you know, this girl was mentioning on the first date, she has a list of questions she wants to ask. And I asked her, why? Right. Why are you doing that? You know, we should do another episode on the do's and the don'ts of dating. <laughs> to make it easy. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> I agree. The do's and the don'ts of dating. Like, don't go on the first date and ask a million and one questions. Certain things you will find out, you'll learn along the way. So, and remember, yeah, those- I remember asking someone that because it's like there are times, you know, I'll li- I listen to a lot of my girlfriends that are dating, and you know, and sometimes I'll, I'll, you know, I'll ask them because it's like based on what they're saying, it's kind of like off the bat they come in thinking like, okay, I'm gonna marry this dude or this good. Um, I have, you know, this good got gotta know that I'm gonna, you know, I'm not dating for just a fling I'm dating to marry but how do you know you even want to marry this person you don't even you don't even know the person you know so I think we do that a lot as women Mm. we go into you know we go into dating just like letting a person know that okay we're going from straight dating to marriage Mm -hmm. and not even knowing the person because a lot of people are fixated on that yes yes yeah. And, you know, I, I want to say two more things. And that's this. When you initiate a relationship with someone, you should initiate it based on what you bring to the relationship, not what you can get from it. And yes. what you bring may not, it doesn't equate to monetary. It could be you're bringing organization. It could be you're bringing positive energy. It could be you're bringing history and know-how or you know it it doesn't just equate to money um so think about what you bring to a relationship versus how much money he has what you're gonna get the whip he drives where he lives and the last thing i'm going to say and you guys may disagree with me but i think you should date more than one person at a time and this was the best advice I ever received from my two brothers. I have no sisters. I have two older brothers. And I hung around a lot of guys growing up and, you know, said the same thing. The way guys don't get caught up in one chick is because they're dating multiple women. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. They juggle multiple yeah. loving and love interests. And, and so it helps so that in the early stages, talking to more than one person at a time, it, it helps you not to dwell on a certain person too much and not to read into messages unnecessarily. So before you reject that notion, I just want you guys to mull over it, listeners, and think about it. If you're dating more than one person, it really prevents you from falling head over heels for one particular person. This is what you do in the beginning stages. You don't do it when things be because, of course, that would be cheating. But this is what you do in the beginning. And this way you won't feel the urge to rush things or to be obsessive. Right. So, That's true. And, and, 
yeah, this is what you got to do, man. And if anyone looks half decent, you should know that person is probably dating people. You better tell them before I do. (laughs) (laughs) It's the truth. All right. 30-something lady, do you have anything you want to add or you're good on what we've said? We're good. All right, ladies. (laughs) Thanks for getting on the couch and joining me tonight to chat about dating. Everybody say brain love. Brain love. love. Thank you. Thank you. you. I hope I like that. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. Balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe. Reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need It's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs. Know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations. Limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership. Own your mistakes. Learn from them and move on. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication. Don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love.